Listeners, before diving into this episode, I just want to put out a huge trigger warning. In this episode, I will be discussing eating disorders, suicide, self-harm, and other mental health issues. If you are easily triggered by this, I highly suggest that you listen with caution or do not listen to this episode. I will preface every episode with this trigger warning because I will be discussing very touchy and sensitive topics that some might not be able to handle. I want everyone to feel safe in this environment and to just keep in mind that this podcast is an educational podcast meant to spread awareness on eating disorders and my journey through them. Everything mentioned in these episodes will be real and genuine content. Welcome back to Reasons for Recovery. Again, I hope everyone is having a great summer and staying safe and well wherever you may be. I am actually just a few short weeks away from starting my junior year of college. But don't worry, this podcast will still continue. It's not going anywhere, don't worry. Um, This podcast was actually started when I was still in college and still doing classes and stuff, so I can manage doing a podcast while I'm at school. So I'm not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. A few quick things before I get into this episode. I just wanted to talk about where exactly this podcast is going to go and what the future holds for it. I realized the other day that eventually I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about regarding eating disorders. I know I repeat myself a lot, And I do it almost every episode, and I know that that can be very boring for some people, and I don't want to continue doing that. I want to keep this podcast as entertaining as possible for as long as I can, because obviously we know this podcast is not going to last for years upon years. It's just going to be, you know, a short little project that I wanted to work on, Um, but I want to keep it for as long as I can. So with that being said... When I eventually run out of my reasons for recovery, which is what this whole show is about, I thought it would be really cool if I brought in, like, special guests in each episode. Specifically guests that were, like, a huge part of my recovery, or just in my life in general when I was dealing with anorexia. I want to get, like, their take on things and how they dealt with, you know, friendships with me while I was having an eating disorder. I thought that would be really cool. So when I get through with that segment, then I wanted to try and shift gears a little to just telling more personal stories from my anorexia journey and my recovery journey. And even beyond that, I have experienced so many different things even post-recovery. Like to this day, I still experience a lot of things that are worth telling in a podcast, so I thought it would be cool to have like a little story time as my episodes after the special guest segment. And then after that's all over with, unfortunately, I would just have to end the podcast there completely. 
but like I said, this podcast can't continue on for years upon years. It's just something that I wanted to put out there for people that are struggling with recovery. And I can't talk about the exact same thing for years and years and years. I'm eventually going to run out of stuff to say. So hopefully um, after my reasons of recovery is over, I can move on to the special guest section and then I can move on to just some personal story times that I had during my life dealing with an eating disorder. And then after that, it'll be done. But I don't think that'll happen for a pretty long time. (laughs) So don't worry. I'm going to branch this podcast out for as long as I can because I love doing it. I absolutely love doing this podcast. I love to help others, you know, who are dealing with the exact same thing I did. And I want to be able to reach out to them and tell them that everything will be okay. And I think I'm achieving that so far. So yeah. With that being said and done, I'm just going to go ahead and hop right on into this episode. Today, we are going to be discussing other mental health problems that you may face when dealing with an eating disorder. Now, just keep in mind that this is a very, very hefty topic to talk about, so just be aware of that. I know I put a trigger warning before this episode started, and I do that for every podcast episode because I don't want to hurt anybody or trigger or offend anybody, obviously. But these topics today that I'm going to be talking about are very, very serious and very real in this world today. And I just want you guys to be aware of that. It's just very, very sensitive topics that I'm going to be talking about in this episode today. So a lot of people actually don't realize that eating disorders come with a lot more than just the eating disorder. Like, for most people, eating disorders come along with many other mental health problems that can sadly be long-term and follow prior to an eating disorder. I deal with it, and I know a lot of other people deal with it as well. So I'm going to be talking about some of the mental health issues that one may face with an eating disorder. And I'll give you some advice on how to deal with it. A big reason for recovery is to help mitigate some of those health issues that you may face when dealing with an eating disorder. Because living with an eating disorder your whole life sucks already, as it is. And you don't want to just add on to that burden with the multiple mental health issues that you can face. Choosing recovery can make you... A much happier person. I don't stress this enough. In every single episode I say this, it makes you a much happier and healthier person. And that is so much better than dealing with all of the things that I'm about to talk about. Eating disorders can already be a huge thing to deal with as it is, but the things that spark up from an eating disorder can make things so much worse. And your only feasible option to help out with this is recovery because it is long-term and it heeds the best results if you just stick to it and stay persistent. So this first mental health issue I want to talk about is extremely common and that is, of course, anxiety. Anxiety is one of the top things one can deal with when they have an eating disorder This is when your body is in, like, a constant state of worry and it can't really control itself until something else reduces the anxiety. This can spring up 
for so many different reasons and in so many different ways if you suffer from an eating disorder. Many people with an eating disorder will struggle with anxiety because you are always constantly worrying in every circumstance. You're always in this constant state of worry of what you're going to eat next, what others think of you, how you look, the list just goes on. Anything and everything you can worry about. And I remember that no matter the circumstances, I was always worrying. I was always in this constant state of panic and stressed out all the time because I was just so anxious about everything that I was going to do that day. And I know I'm not alone on that. I remember that I would get the worst anxiety if my day wasn't planned, like, to the T. I had my day completely scheduled out, and we'll get more in on that later. But if my schedule was thrown off of a loop, I'd freak out. I would just absolutely break down. Because every day, like, I'm, I'm serious, guys. Like, every day I had planned so strictly on what I was going to do. Like, what I was going to eat, how much I would work out to reduce things, like, everything was just so strictly planned. And if that was thrown off in any sort of way, like I said, I would legitimately break down and have these really bad panic attacks due to my overwhelming anxiety. This is something that's very, very hard to get rid of or just decrease in general as you decide to pursue recovery. Now, I, of course, was given many different medications to, you know, subdue this, but as you go through recovery, you might deal with anxiety a lot as well, and as you are slowly becoming weight restored or just, you know, mitigating your eating disorder, if you have like a binge eating disorder or something along those lines, it sparks up many opportunities for panic, but there is a good way to help out with this. Like I had mentioned before, of course, there are many different types of medications that can help out with anxiety, but along with that, like I said before, when I was describing anxiety, I mentioned that there are things that can help reduce or de-stress yourself. And now, when you're suffering from an eating disorder, anxiety may be reduced in a lot of unhealthy ways, whether it be excessive exercising, throwing up, binging, whatever, the list goes on. But when you start recovery, you cannot rely on that. You cannot rely on unhealthy habits if you want to succeed in your recovery. Those negative stress relievers that you're relying on to relieve your stress are just going to make things worse. And this will require a bit of work, of course, but the best thing that worked for me um, outside of just being medicated um, was that I found a new hobby or return to an old hobby that I used to have. It would be something to just take my mind off the anxiety and put it somewhere else. In my case, I picked up the old hobby of art, whether that be drawing, painting, or even poetry. I would sit down and draw or paint or just write whenever I feel like, whenever I felt like I had anxiety. Anytime I felt panic over food or what people might think of me, I would just sit down and do art in any sort of form and fashion. Now, of course, when you're out in public, there are going to be times when you're not going to be able to do that hobby that helps you de-stress. 
So the best thing that you can do in this situation is to just put yourself in the mindset that you are back at home and you are doing that thing that helps you de-stress. Whether it be, like for me, art, or it could be playing an instrument, it could be reading, like anything that is a positive de-stressor, just put yourself in the mindset that you are doing that. And then while you are doing that, take nice and slow, deep breaths to control your breathing. And this will help reduce your stress drastically. It can be very, very hard to stick with this, but it's what recovery is all about. It's all about persistence, determination, hard work, and you can succeed if you just keep at it. Now, sadly, for this next thing that I'm going to be talking about, it's very, very common with people with eating disorders, and that is depression and suicide. And because of this, one in five deaths from anorexia is actually suicide. And among other eating disorders, the suicide rate is extremely high as well. I suffered from this tremendously, and I'm very grateful that I never acted upon those thoughts that I had while I was suffering from an eating disorder. Depression, to begin with, is very, very rough. It's something that is extremely hard to get rid of or just reduce because it practically takes over your body, your entire body. And as I just said, suicide can branch off from it as well. This ties in with eating disorders because when you suffer, you start to become very insecure and upset or sad about the way that you look, no matter if you're underweight or overweight or just completely average. You will feel like you're ugly no matter what, no matter what you look like and no matter how hard you try to look like something else, you always think you're ugly. And that's what your brain does. It tricks you into thinking things that it shouldn't. And branching off from depression, this leads to poor sleep, intense states of sadness, lack of interest in things, less energy, etc. It just keeps going on from there. And that's why you feel like absolute crap when you have an eating disorder. Depression takes over and all of the side effects that come along with it take a toll on you and change you completely. I remember I was a completely different person. I talked about this in a couple of episodes back. I suffered from depression when I had an eating disorder because I, I was just extremely tired and had no energy, no interest in anything, like, all day long. And it just took over every single day. And I was somebody that I wasn't. And it was because I kept letting depression take over. Now, especially if the depression is untreated and you just keep letting it take over your body, that's when it can lead to other thoughts and bad things like suicide. When you keep this mindset that you are worthless or terrible, this can lead to suicide. And you feel as if it's your only way out and your only gateway to happiness. When in reality, there are so many other different ways to help. I cannot stress enough how terrible of a decision this is to act upon this thought. It's so, so bad. It's such a terrible decision 
to solve your temporary feelings with something that you can never take back. It doesn't even solve your issues to begin with. The only thing it does is it just transfers your pain to other people. The second you leave this earth and everyone finds out about that, your pain that you suffered from is just completely transferred to them and they suffer for the rest of their lives that you're gone and they can't take that back and neither can you because you acted upon temporary feelings with a permanent decision and there are so many other ways that you can solve this problem. The best way to solve this is of course to just seek professional help, seek medical help. That is your absolute best option in this situation. It's okay to reach out and it's okay to speak up with how you feel. You don't need to feel ashamed in this world about how you feel because, trust me, you aren't alone. I felt like I was the only one who understood my problems until I seeked help. And then once I did seek help, the people that helped me out completely understood me and they helped me to the best of their abilities. I never thought that anyone would understand me. I felt like I was all alone in this world, but I wasn't. There were people out there that were willing to help and willing to get me through all of my struggles and problems. Depression is a very dangerous yet very sensitive thing to deal with and even harder to solve. But I promise you, seeking recovery was the absolute best thing for me to do and to help with my feelings that I was facing daily. As soon as I was able to start recovery and push through it, my depression and suicidal thoughts were not even existent anymore. Recovery leads you to a much happier and healthier life. I, I know I say that so much, but I, I mean, it's true. It's the biggest thing I want to come across in this podcast is just that you will be so much happier in your life when you choose recovery. Would you rather stay in a rut your entire life, feeling like a worthless person with no energy, or would you rather seek recovery and become the person that you never thought you would be? It changed my life so much. Now, due to the emotions that you may face with an eating disorder, you might also experience self-harm. There are numerous ways that you can go about doing self-injury, but obviously we're not going to get into detail on that. But you get the picture. There are so many ways that you can go about this. I did a little bit of research, and um, according to the Statistical and Diagnostic Manual for Mental Disorders, self-harm is actually known as a non-suicidal self-injury disorder, as these self-destructive behaviors are carried out without any intention of suicide. So it's basically like a placeholder for acting upon those suicidal thoughts. Which makes sense, of course. And actually, 30% of the people who suffer from an eating disorder will experience self-injury. Now, I definitely did run into a few instances with self-injury when I suffered from an eating disorder, but I don't anymore. And that's honestly all thanks to recovery and this simple trick that I did to help me out with that. But when I was in recovery, I had those instances, of course, where I wanted to. And like I just mentioned, this trick helped me out tremendously. Um, I actually mentioned this in the last episode where I talked about 
eating disorder habits to break, and that was that wearing a rubber band or a hair tie on your wrist can help you out with that. With this, every time self-harm passes your mind and you really have the urge to act upon that, give your wrist just a tiny slight pop with that rubber band or hair tie or whatever you're wearing around your wrist. Not enough to hurt you, but rather just to kind of snap you out of that thought. That small pop will help you wake up and kind of get back into reality. And it will also help you remember to not think that, to not have thoughts like that. And the longer that you keep training yourself with that rubber band, eventually you won't have those types of thoughts in your mind anymore. It takes a lot of time and a lot of discipline but it is very helpful and most definitely works. Not only me, but I know other people that have tried this trick and it helps them out immensely. It's kind of like a Pavlovian technique if you've heard of Pavlov back, I don't know how long ago it was, but he was like a psychologist or whatever, and he would train dogs to salivate by the sound of a bell. And so whenever they heard a bell, they would of course salivate for food, So this is kind of like the same thing, the same process. Every time you have a thought, you snap that rubber band or that hair tie, and you won't have that thought anymore. And then eventually it just becomes engraved in your brain. The second that you have that thought, you just snap the rubber band. It's simple as that. It will take a lot of time and a lot of work, but sooner or later you won't have that thought as much anymore, or eventually not at all. It really does work, and I figured out that once I committed to recovery, I was going to have to stop these behaviors permanently if I wanted to succeed, because if I just kept doing all of this during recovery, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So doing that just helps immensely with your recovery. Now this last thing that I'm going to talk about is probably the most common thing to be diagnosed with when you have an eating disorder. And this is very, very important to talk about because I don't think people talk about it enough, especially in regards to an eating disorder, and that is BPD and OCD springing up from eating disorders. Now, BPD, we'll talk about that first. It stands for Borderline Personality Disorder, and it is essentially a mental disorder where you experience unstable moods, behaviors, and relationships. Now, since eating disorders can cause you to have very severe issues with your mental health, BPD can spring up from this and can cause future issues with your mental health. And that may be between yourself or with other people. You can have this constant state of feeling empty, which can hurt your relationship with yourself and relationships with people around you. And that's what BPD is. It's just unstable moods and unstable relationships that you have. Now, this can be extremely hard to treat, of course. And since this is a psychological disorder, the only thing that you can really do in this situation is, as well, just get help in the proper therapy that you need and the proper medication that you need for this disorder. I have never been diagnosed with this, actually. I have no personal experience with it, so I have no room to talk at all because I've never experienced this disorder firsthand. But if this ends up being something you are diagnosed with, 
your best option here is 100% just to get help. If I was diagnosed with this personally, I would probably be able to give you a little tip or trick outside of, you know, getting help and medicated and therapy, but like I said, I've never experienced this before, so I can't really help on this one. <laughs> but like I've already mentioned, that's the hardest step is telling somebody and getting help. But just remember to keep this in mind. Would you rather suffer or would you rather get better and be happier? People leave their mental health untouched for so long because they're afraid to speak up about what is going on in their lives and that just makes things so much worse. Speaking up is the best thing that you can do to start improving your mental health. Now, amongst BPD, there is another disorder that can come up from eating disorders, and that is OCD, or Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. This is where you relieve unwanted thoughts or stress through repetitive actions or compulsions. This can really cause a problem in your daily life in every circumstance, socially and personally. Eating disorders can be the cause of your OCD for the same reason as BPD. You may feel a lot of stress and bad thoughts as you suffer, and you solve those thoughts through your compulsions, and eventually it just becomes obsessive, like the name says. And if it's not treated, it can be the new thing that takes over your life post-recovery. And OCD is extremely common with those with an eating disorder because if you've suffered from one, you know that your days can be very ritualistic. Your days can be planned, like I said previously, like to the T, completely scheduled, super structured, and the second that goes off schedule, everything can go wrong mentally. And since your eating disorder is accustomed to have you thinking so ritualistically, it springs up the compulsions and OCD can come into play. I personally have experienced this and still do experience compulsions that definitely came from my eating disorder. My days were super structured, like I mentioned, and I remembered I would lose it if something went off schedule. And that thought still follows me to this day sometimes, even post-recovery. I have found myself acting out on compulsions a lot as of lately, and doing something over and over again or checking something multiple times is kind of like an example of what I'm talking about. And there are some days where it can just get out of hand. Like, there are a lot of days where I can't control it. And, of course, since this is a psychological disorder... The best thing to do here is to get treated for it or to get therapy for it or seek other mental health sources that can help you out with that. Um, now, since I do experience OCD a lot, I can actually help out with this and give you a good trick. Um, this simply is to stop ritualizing your day. I know that sounds like plain and simple, but it helped me out tremendously. Now, of course... There is a difference between planning your day and what you need to get done and making a ritual out of it. It's normal to plan your day and, you know, like I said, to help you get things done. But when it becomes something where you're living the same way every single day and planning all the way down to the breaths that you take, 
that's a problem. But when you stop making every day the same and just living your life in the moment, it cuts back all those compulsions. This way, there's no such thing as falling off schedule because there's no schedule to begin with. If you just live your life and not worry about what you're doing every second of the day, it allows last-minute decisions or anything like that come into play and be accepted. Then, eventually, it just becomes your normal way of living life. Now, trust me on this one, because my OCD used to be absolutely terrible. I used to plan every meal of the day so compulsively that I would plan how long I would eat it, exactly where I would eat it, and what time I would eat it. And that controlled my life and occupied my brain to where I couldn't allow any useful information to enter. But as soon as I stopped doing this and started performing each day not as structured, um, it cleared my mind and helped me focus more on what really mattered. In recovery, it was especially important to live each day carefree because... Anything can go down in recovery. And allowing those opportunities to spring up means that you have to eliminate ritualizing your life. It helped me enjoy food so much more and allowed me to branch out a lot. Because I was basically a hermit when I was suffering from an eating disorder because I didn't allow myself to take chances or opportunities with anything. But that changed in recovery. If I wanted to succeed, I needed to start allowing myself to take chances outside of my schedule, outside of my day that I didn't plan on having, and that helped out a lot. So these mental disorders are very, very common amongst those that suffer from an eating disorder. They seem to be something that you can never get rid of, but I promise you, once you seek the road to recovery, you will leave that all behind. Now, obviously, I can't say that recovery is a 100% cure for your mental health because, of course, recovery isn't linear. It's a very rocky road, but like I said, it's all worth it. It just takes so much time and hard work to get happier and healthier, but I promise you, it's the best thing you can do. The number one thing to remember to do, though, is seek professional help if you think your mental health is taking over your life. The more that you put into getting better, the better of a person that you're going to be. And to get that professional help or to read up on it more, I have left all the hotlines and websites for you guys in the description for you to check out and use if you ever need it. And of course, if you just need someone to talk to or you have any questions for me, I have my Instagram DMs open and my email as well in the description of this podcast. So... You can feel free to use that as well if you'd like to reach out to me. In a society today where a declining mental health is actually increasing in the public, I just want to let you know that there's nothing wrong with speaking up at all. I've said this a lot already, but the number one reason people get worse is because they don't speak up and they don't get the help that they need because they're afraid of what people may think of them. So remember that you aren't alone in this world and that you are 100% valid no matter what it is you're facing. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your summer and remember to stay safe and healthy.